Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Now, here's Roger Stone. This is the Roger Stone Show on WABC Radio. WABC making AM radio great again. And joining me now is Garrett Ziegler. He is the head of the Marco Polo Research Group, a nonprofit that has dedicated itself to educating the American people uh, about the uh, Biden family and specifically the now undisputedly authentic contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, I think an enormous amount of credit uh, goes to Miranda Devine of the New York Post and also to Emma Joe Harris of Breitbart News, uh, trailblazing journalists who were among the first in the country, if not the first, to publish the shocking contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. You will remember that prior to the last presidential election, 51 current and former intelligence agency figures assured us that this uh, material had, quote, All the markings of Russian disinformation. We now know that that was a lie. Uh, We also know that those 51 former uh, and current intelligence officials were rounded up by current Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, uh, who has paid no price and been held to no account for that act. But Marco Polo, uh, the research group, which you can find at MarcoPoloUSA.com, uh, pardon me, dot org, I think that's correct, uh, has done an incredible job of not only faithfully and meticulously publishing all this information, but also very carefully footnoting it uh, and, uh, and setting it up in such a way that it is entirely understandable for the average citizen who wants to see what is there. Joining us now is the head of this group, Garrett Ziegler. Garrett, welcome to The Roger Stone Show. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Stone. I appreciate this. I'm honored. So uh, tell us a little bit about your organization, uh, your mission, uh, what you have set out to do and what you have done. Yes, so everything coming out this week with the so-called pseudonyms, which are really aliases, all of that was already in our report in October of 2022. And as you mentioned, Miranda Devine actually covered that in 2021. But I think what we did and our value add in all of this is that we actually went through four other aliases that Joe used. So Joe, like a true mob boss, had five different alias email addresses, and this was a way for people, even if that you know these emails were leaked, to not 
tie these back to Joe easily. Now, the problem is is that they CC'd his uh, degenerate son, Hunter, so we're able to figure out that it was Joe all along. But basically, we provided the exhaustive account of the contents of the device, and our number of crimes is 459. And that is a floor, not a ceiling. There could be more, but we have evidence for 459 violations of state and federal laws and regulations. And so what we've done, and you mentioned other people who've done great work on this, our value add has been to create an exhaustive record. That's goal number one. And goal number two is to create a permanent digital repository. So, for example, even if President Trump wins the election again, our website's not going to go offline. We are, for the rest of time, going to be hosting the contents of this device, which features, you know, numerous naked pictures from the U.S. First Family, business-related crimes, sex-related crimes, and drug-related crimes. It's truly, from a sociological standpoint, a fascinating family. I mean, they're basically, uh, you know, they're fodder for investigators because it's just so fascinating how somebody can become this way. And, you know, Joe is basically uh, projecting a facade to the American public that he's this, like, Catholic churchgoer. And, uh, you know, his family is just perfectly intact this is a this is a disastrous family in in person and how they actually are amongst one another and so we're creating this permanent repository so that people know the truth one of the things i admire you for rogers your is your book on the jfk assassination what the public knows about the jfk assassination versus what really happened there's a gulf between those two things and there's a gulf between what the public you know, used to think about Joe and what they now know because of groups like us putting out the actual source documents. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So uh, people can get a copy of this by going to marcopolousa.org. Uh, where you can either order uh, a printed copy or you can actually download it. Uh, I will say that you have very thoughtfully blurred a number of the more pornographic images uh, that are involved uh, so that uh, you can actually safely have this around the family. Uh, You operate with a relatively small uh, staff of, I think, eight young people. Uh, you, yes. uh, you, you have no George Soros uh, figure in the wings uh, donating multi-millions of dollars to keep your operation going. Uh, and you have come under extraordinary uh, legal threat uh, and pressure uh, from Hunter Biden's $1,800 an hour lawyers uh, funded by a Hollywood lawyer screenwriter uh, by the name of Kevin Morris. It was uh, Mr. Morris who stepped up and paid Hunter Biden's 
two million dollar uh, tax debt. One of the things I get sick of seeing on the Internet and I see it constantly is the idea uh, that my wife and I, because we owe money to the IRS from 2006, that we somehow got a sweetheart deal. Let me break this down for you. Uh, I owe the IRS two million dollars three quarters of which is interest and penalty. So the 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 actual te- tax debt is slightly less than a half million dollars. It was substantially more than that, but I made eight years of monthly payments uh, on time and without fail to pay that debt down. And I would have continued paying it down uh, if the Mueller witch hunt hadn't filed fabricated charges against me uh, and essentially drove my wife and I to the verge of bankruptcy. We lost our home. We lost our car. We lost our savings. We lost most of our insurance. We lost my ability to make a living and ultimately lost the ability to make our monthly payments. Hunter Biden failed to report, failed to declare somewhere between 8.9 and $10 million worth of income, income that I would argue that he earned illegally, uh, when my wife and I were never accused, there was never any evidence that we underreported or failed to report any income, nor did we fail to accurately report any asset, although assets are certainly de minimis at this point. Uh, the, the IRS would negotiate no break in interest and penalty through their uh, offering compromise period. Uh, and therefore, my wife and I will end up paying for the rest of our lives uh, on a monthly basis. I don't have a West Coast sugar daddy to step in and pay my taxes. Uh, this is apples and oranges. I got no it sweet is. deal. Uh, the, the, uh, the Department of Justice thoughtfully put out a press release uh, on a Friday in the middle of the offer and compromise negotiations between my very good tax lawyer uh, and, uh, and the IRS announcing this civil lawsuit, uh, they imply in their press release that we somehow underreported or failed to report income. That is false. Uh, they implied that we withheld uh, and didn't disclose assets. That's also false. Everything was always disclosed to them. No, I would think I would say I'm the one who's been treated unfairly, but I had to get that out of the way because it's a constant uh, meme. It's a constant theme uh, on on the Internet. Uh, Tell me about uh, the efforts to silence you, shut you down. I am among those who got a threatening letter from Abby Lowell, uh, notorious uh, Democrat uh, paid, uh, uh, paid hired gun lawyer out of Washington, D.C., uh, threatening that I can't talk about any of this, which, of course, um, I ignored. They wanted a an apology by March 31st of this past year. Uh, that will not be forthcoming. All of this material is in the public domain, is it not? It is, and I appreciate you going into the specifics of that because a lot of people don't know the specifics, and when you go into the specifics, Roger, people understand with greater clarity how much of a joke all of this is. It's, it's, it goes beyond just a two-tier system. It's, it has willful, you know, willful injustice baked in. It's not just that the result was two-tier. The intent of it is to be two-tier, and it's disgusting. And 
it's the foundation of our government is to establish justice. That's literally the first clause of the preamble to the Constitution. We don't have that right now. And so uh, turning gears just a bit, not really, but a little bit, you've been one of the only people to recognize how important Kevin Morris is to all of this. And all of these other groups in America, Marco Polo is the only one being sued. We have a status conference on the 31st of August, and hopefully we're going to get it dismissed with legal fees uh, due to, ironically, California's anti-slap law. So the person who paid off Hunter's tax debt, the person who's funding his lifestyle right now, is suing me and our group for intentional infliction of emotional distress. It's that pathetic. They didn't say that anything I said was false because they can't prove that and everything else. So I have some pretty well-heeled, powerful enemies all allied against me. Uh, Luckily, like you said, I have a group of guys behind me who are phenomenal, who help me with everything from legal to running the nonprofit, the accounting and everything else. So I'm well protected in that way, but it's... I won't call it terrifying, but one thing I will, I don't want to say sympathize with you, is the degree to which these people in the media, even people at you know conservative incorporated outlets like the Washington Examiner, and I'm, us- I'm just using them as an example because they lied about our group this past week. They lie effortlessly. So the lies that are being spread about you just with regard to your tax situation, they lie so effortlessly they don't even think about it. And all they do is spew lies. And so I'm like you. I am obsessed about correcting the record. In fact, one spat that I'm going through right now just to give your your audience a little bit of granularity on my end, beyond the Kevin Morris lawsuit, I've been fighting a guy who was uh, Steve Bannon's former co-host on War Room for two years now. His name's Jack Maxey, and he's this, like, 59-year-old guy who's basically been talking about the laptop material for two years. And I support him talking about the laptop material because I think he has the right idea about it. It, it, it reveals corruption, etc. But he's been falsely accusing me of being a federal agent or a federal informant, which is just utterly ridiculous if he spend any amount of time with me in person that somebody would ever believe that. I want him to go tell my parents that. They would laugh him out of the room. Uh, but anyways, I he lies so effortlessly, Roger, that it really it makes me interested in him sociologically because how somebody could lie like that and nobody demand any evidence for any of his claims. So when people spread these lies about you, say, on Twitter about your tax situation, hardly anyone, hardly anyone asks for a court docket or or any hard proof for their claims. You know, in America, in the Western world, when you accuse somebody of something, you have to come forth with evidence. We've done a couple of interviews about the laptop, and a lot of the time of me talking to you is going through emails, going through text messages, going through other digital forensic work that shows what I am saying to be true. Our haters and our detractors, they never bring forth receipts. It's just ad hominem attacks. They don't like Roger Stone or they don't like Garrett. So I I think this is very important to go into, though, because if anybody's, you know, if anybody's listening and they hear those lies, you know, ask the person to bring forth 
actual hard evidence, and that will basically tamper down any of the BS they're spewing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's interesting. I felt I, compelled to go through that. Uh, I appreciate that. I saw uh, Andrea Mitchell, uh, who is, I must admit, looking kind of long in the tooth. Uh, Disgusting. And, uh, she interviewed me back during the Russian collusion hoax. She actually accused me on the air of being a Russian intelligence asset, uh, for which there is, of course, no evidence whatsoever. Yes. It was a smear. But I saw her saying that all of these allegations regarding uh, the Bidens uh, and any, any impropriety were unfounded. Uh, and I saw in the same interview, uh, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi say uh, that an impeachment inquiry would be a complete waste of time. Uh, now, when I look at uh, the material you published, which you graciously mailed me a copy of, uh, also yeah. avidly following the coverage in the New York Post by Miranda Devine uh, and uh, John Levine, uh, I have seen what appears to me to be credible evidence of extortion, uh, bribery, money laundering, uh, wire fraud, influence peddling, illegal lobbying, racketeering, including evidence of multi-million dollar payments to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, Uncle Jimmy Biden, and other members of the Biden family from China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, uh, and elsewhere. Uh, yes. So on what basis does Andrea Mitchell say uh, that these claims are unfounded? Well, they're unfounded in that Andrea Mitchell has not dug into them at all. In fact, Andrea Mitchell is in our report. She is very good personal friends with Joey. Uh, she was actually at Joey's granddaughter's graduation from the University of Pennsylvania. And Andrea Mitchell's husband, uh, you know, Greenspan, the former Fed chair, he was chummy and friendly with Hunter's uh, Chinese uh, business partner Patrick Ho, who was convicted of money laundering and FCPA charges, we actually have a picture of Greenspan and Patrick Ho. This is the this is the portly Chinese guy who who paid Hunter a million dollars to quote represent him legally, and Hunter didn't spend a day in court with him. All he did was find real white shoe attorneys at Edward Krim and Krieger to do the work for him. So Andrew Mitchell, along with being a shill. And being disinterested and being friendly with Joey, she's actually implicated in the Biden laptop. There are pictures of Andrea on the Biden laptop, an email correspondence about Andrea Mitchell on the Biden laptop. So she's just covering her own skin. In, in 100 years, I think she'll be looked at as nothing. I mean, she'll have a Wikipedia entry that is like the ancient sophists. She is essentially a sophist. You know, I uh, used to go to uh, the beach in Rehoboth, Delaware, because uh, for those who live in Washington, D.C., that is kind of the uh, the summer place to go. Uh, my wife and I would uh, usually rent a house there. Uh, going now is unthinkable 
because I'm too recognizable and the constant attacks on me and the fake news media by certain jackals uh, has really made it uh, unsafe for me to go out in some uh, public places, which is a very sad commentary on America as well as the intolerance of the American left. But people I would meet who knew the Bidens, people who were tradesmen, you know, hairdressers, beauticians, landscapers, barbers, grocers, uh, people who provide services, uh, had this universal complaint that they would provide goods and services uh, for uh, Joe Biden uh, and they would never get paid. Uh, and that when mm-hmm. they pursued payment, they were both always told, uh, you're not we're not paying you if you don't like it. Sue us. See how far that gets. Try suing a U.S. senator. Uh, I, I really believe that how people or people in exalted positions treat the little people uh, tells you a lot about them. This is always one of my great objections to the uh, to the talking head in Navarro. I've heard so many complaints from cab drivers, Uber drivers, hairdressers, doormen, the little people uh, who all feel that they have been abused uh, by her. Uh, This tells you a lot about the character of the Bidens Uh, and the way Joe tries to fashion himself as, you know, a a, a blue collar guy, just good old Scranton Joe. How did Joe Biden on a U.S. senator's salary, on a vice president's salary, how does he afford this palatial beach house, uh, which is, uh, I think, a multi-million dollar home. How does he afford that plus a mansion in Wilmington, both of which is where he seems to spend most of his time as president? Yeah, somebody's doing a tracker and it's like 367 days now. So more than a calendar year has been spent on vacation in Delaware uh, at those two homes. The Rehoboth Beach was bought for $2.3 million in May of 2017. Ostensibly, that was from his two ridiculous book deals that are basically, you know, money laundering. Uh, opportunities because they're with the big publishing houses and he hasn't even written one word and he gets a ghostwriter to do it. So that was in 2017. And more importantly, from the laptop, we have emails and checking accounts and allusions to other accounts that uh, Hunter was paying his his living expenses, uh, his his repairs for his house, contractors. So if you take those living expenses that normal people have to put off the table, that's how Joey is affording to live like a king. Uh, to, go, to, to supplement what you said on the co- stiffing contractors, I did a speech in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Tyler Nixon was there. Three people came up to me afterwards and said that there was a landscaper who put uh, you know rocks lining Joe's asphalt driveway down and he didn't pay for six years and the guy actually went there with a bulldozer or some type of uh, Komatsu tractor to remove the rocks and Joe came storming down the driveway after you know this is after six years of non-payment and Joe said what the F do you think you're doing get the F off my property right now or I'll stick the IRS on you so this guy has been a senatorial mobster for decades one guy that Marco Polo is t- 
talking to right now is is Jill Biden's first husband. You know, Joey actually crashed Jill's first husband's car. That's how he figured out they were having an affair. He was he was driving the convertible, and so I'm actually meeting next week with Jill Biden's first husband. We're hopefully going to do a video, and it'll send them up the wall uh, because Joe not only cheated on uh, Jill, not only cheated on her husband with Joe, but he actually wrecked this guy's car. Bill Stevenson is his name. So there, you know, to be to be um, quick about this and to, to be more articulate, I would say there is a decade, decades long trail of tears around this family. And it's not necessarily murder, but it is theft at a scale that was small before he got into the vice presidency. And now it's global in its scale. And, you know, don't if, if your listeners have never heard of me before and there's a good chance they haven't. You know, I was a witness for the mother of Hunter Biden's child, and they actually, you know, put forth a motion to have me disqualified. In some ways, they're terrified of what I know. Absolutely terrified. That's why Kevin Morris is suing me. Uh, this, uh, If you're just tuning in, folks, this is Roger Stone, and this is The Roger Stone Show on WABC Radio. You can find us at 770 at the AM dial, or uh, if you're from out of town, you can always find us live streaming worldwide at WABCRadio.com. We're interviewing Garrett Ziegler with the Marco Polo Research Group, probably uh, the world's foremost expert on the contents uh, of Hunter Biden's laptop, as well as the epic uh, record of corruption uh, by the Biden family. Uh, And uh, we appreciate him being here today. Uh, Let me ask you this, Garrett. How do you think uh, the House Republicans are doing in their efforts to undercover, uncover the epic corruptions of the current uh, first family uh, and Joe Biden himself? Um, Beyond their banking records, and they've only released a few of the banking records. I've been disappointed on their unwillingness to just release the banking records. If they have to redact the account, you know, the account numbers, so be it. But they should be releasing the banking records in full with account numbers redacted. Beyond those documents which they subpoenaed, they've been uh, very late and behind the eight ball. They've focused on the wrong things. Um, they, For instance, Devin Archer, uh, they, they made a big deal about Devin Archer coming in. Uh, be, through other correspondence we have from Devin Archer, we know that he perjured himself during that testimony. Um, so they've been very late on things, Roger, and they haven't subpoenaed the right people. Hunter's assistant, Katie Dodge just turned 54 yesterday. She should have been in, the, in, in front of the committee back in March. Um, when you're doing any sort of, you know, actual mobster investigation, you want to go after the little people first. By little people, I simply mean the assistants, the clerks, the people who make the operation run. Because, number one, they're going to be more scared when they get a subpoena. And number two, they know more than people let on. For instance, I was the young guy in Peter's office. Peter obviously was much more important than me, and he's the one who got a lot of FaceTime with the president, which was right and just, because it was his show. It was his office. Nevertheless, I can promise you that I knew, I knew more about the, the operations of that office than anyone, because it was my job to know. 
And the lower level people in the Biden political mock, they need to be questioned as well. So, for instance, I'm talking about Katie Dodge, Joanne Mayer, uh, Aaron Strotter. Uh, they need to be going after these people. By going after them, I simply mean asking them questions under oath and compelling them to to produce documents. So. I, again, I've been offering this advice. That's our job as a nonprofit to the Republicans. But it's going to be—it's going to ultimately be up to them uh, to, you know, get smart and get smart fast. These memos, again, are interesting, but they use very guarded language. You know, they—they, they, you know, they say like a conflict of interest. That again, conflicts of interest aren't necessarily illegal. It's disgusting, and we've come to expect those disgusting arrangements from the Bidens. But I'm about actual criminality. And so our report only details the crimes, right? Because I think that's what the American people should be. If they if, if their first family is 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 totally blackmailed and compromised, they should know about the worst of it. So I hope that the House Oversight Committee, again, they're going to say they just got into power seven months ago. They just got the majority. But I was in there meeting with the staff, you know, in late November. So they've had almost, you know, nine months and they just need to be sending subpoenas to everyone involved. Just go through our report. We, we list about 150 people. For instance, they shouldn't be interviewing this early on. They shouldn't be interviewing anybody famous. They should be they should be interviewing people who are not well known publicly, who know more than what other people think they do. So that is my take on the situation. Um, you know, the Democrats are evil. It's the saying: the Democrats are evil, the Republicans are stupid. I don't want to be the stupid party anymore. So hopefully, we will become not stupid sometime soon. Uh, let me ask you quickly about uh, Devin Archer. Uh, based on the New York Post coverage of his testimony, uh, based also on a very compelling interview he did with Tucker Carlson, which showed on Twitter, um, it seems to me that he did very substantial damage to Hunter simply by telling the truth. Uh, elsewhere, uh, in, in some of your comments, uh, I got the impression that you felt that he held back someplace dissembled. Tell us about that. Yes. So basically what our 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 big thing with Devin is very simple. He is still involved with the Chinese private equity firm that Kevin Morris now owns 10 percent of. Hunter basically gave that 10 percent to Kevin Morris and Devin Archer's family, his wife, Krista, uh, is still owning 10 percent of that company. And not only that. Devin committed federal crimes by, after being indicted, transferring that ownership share to his wife. Now, that is that itself is not a crime, but they backdated the business documents. So we look at we look at Devin as a, a very handsome, charming sociopath who basically gave everybody everything and gave everybody nothing at the same time. Those interviews, I, I'm the nerd who actually read every single word of that of that testimony. And if you go into it, he he doesn't actually say that Joey wanted to fire Shokin to protect Burisma. We know Joey did, right? Because he admitted it on tape, and we have other primary source documentation from the Biden laptop. 
But what Devin actually says in that interview is that Burisma wanted uh, that basically the executives didn't mind Shokin there because he was taken care of, that even if he wasn't fired, he was going to be bribed into doing Burisma's bidding, i.e. not prosecute Burisma. So Devin is a little bit of a uh, chameleon in my in my estimation, where he gave the committee talking points, but he didn't lead any he didn't lead to any new revelations. Um, there's so much that he knows that. In, but but guess what, Roger? If you go back and read the document, if, if you read the document, it says that his left wing attorney at Boy Schiller, Matthew Schwartz, and the Republicans decided beforehand on the scope of the interview. So there are questions that the Republicans couldn't ask because they stupidly agreed to an interview that was restricted. For, I want everybody to, to, to remember that Devin Archer is set to go to the clink on October 31st. He's a, he, is, he swindled. Think about everything they've accused you of and me of. Much they've been they've been falsely accusing you for years now with the Russian collusion hoax. Devin Archer had a hand in swindling Native Americans out of sixty million dollars through a bond fraud scheme. Okay, he goes to prison on October thirty first. What country allows a convicted white collar criminal to set the terms of their interview? The Republicans should have said, "Listen here, you're going to answer our questions." Period. <laughs> there is no setting of the terms. Like, we have the power here. We're the U.S. Congress. And, you know, unlike Hillary, you can't just ignore us. So, again, I'm – but I'm a little bit of a curmudgeon. I feel like I'm an I'm a 80-year-old stuck in a 27-year-old's body. Like, I, I just – Devin is very charming and very – he swoons people. And so he hasn't given us – we didn't learn, for instance, we didn't le- really learn anything from that interview uh, with Devin in the House. Um, there is so much to ask him about. There are specific meetings that they that, – and sometimes they forgot to ask him. And maybe, maybe going into the um, – interview they were told they can't ask about that or he's going to walk out last thing about Devin, we know through emails that we've gotten from somebody within bhr that is the chinese private equity firm that he is set to receive tens of millions of dollars from a payout in a lawsuit against the nigerian government it's called pnid versus federal federal republic of nigeria it's 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 uh it's going on in London right now, and it's going on in the District Court of D.C., and Devin basically owns a percentage share of this defunct British Islands domiciled firm that is supposed to get – like the payout is worth $9 billion. So Devin is still doing corrupt things even to this day, and I talked to Devin. I called him up in 2021. And I and I said, doesn't it make you mad that Hunter got away with Indian bond fraud, didn't even get indicted, and and you're set to be set to go to prison? And he char- he tried to to charm me. He thought I was because I was speaking the truth about the situation of Hunter getting off scot free. He thought I was his friend, uh, when in fact I was just telling the truth. Hunter got away with something Devin didn't get away with. So I think that he, he's he's a little bit of. He's a tricky figure for the ride, and I'm just too much of a curmudgeon to go along with it. I think that he's he's swooning too many people. 
All right. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Folks, I urge you to go to MarcoPoloUSA.org. Uh, while you're there, uh, I hope you will consider a contribution uh, because uh, Garrett Ziegler and his colleagues are invited, involved in an epic legal fight. There's an ongoing effort to silence them. Their, uh, their research is meticulous. Uh, it is accurate. Uh, and their entire mission is courageous. So you can go there. There, order your own copy of a print uh, of the uh, Hunter Biden laptop contents, uh, meticulously footnoted to make it more understandable, or you can actually download it from that website. Again, MarcoPoloUSA.org. Garrett Ziegler, thank you so much for joining us on The Roger Stone Show.